Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Exo Higher Self, the podcast where you send me your question and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. It's Bunny Michael here. I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you had a good week. It's the second week in January, the end of the second week, and I don't know about you, but January has lasted about three months for me for some reason. It's just such a trip how time can be so relative. It seems like so much has happened in the past two weeks and yet time is moving really, really slow. It kind of reminds me of lava, like some really powerful energy flowing over the rocks and melting them and transforming them. It feels a little risky, but also really magical and powerful. And I was thinking about how often we use our pain and our trauma as a catalyst for creating something beautiful in our lives and something healing like art or healing work and how our difficult experiences end up being our most profound teachers. And if we we look into nature because nature is such a good teacher and we look out to nature we look at the beauty in nature so much of it is born out of these really difficult growth processes and it just takes the right conditions at exactly the right moment to make the growth possible to make the beauty possible the seed in the ground bustling through the heavy dark soil you know climbing struggling out to get food right over the surface from the sun's rays or rainbow after tumultuous storm or the sunrise out of the darkness I mean, there's no other time where we fully appreciate how beautiful the sun is than when it's just peaking above the horizon at the beginning of the day or when it's about to disappear. It's at these transformative phases when we can sense things won't be the same and it kind of feels a little scary because it's new, but we also know that this is exactly what we need. I feel like 2021 is this sort of horizon point. And as more things are revealed to us, as our paths are illuminated, we always have to just stay grounded in our true nature, which is our higher selves. The compassion, the kindness, the love, the warmth, 
the wisdom that we have inside of us that we all have. And that is how we stay grounded. So no matter what happens, no matter what's thrown our way, we know we always have a place to go home to and that's our higher selves. And we have to make sure that we're prioritizing time with our higher selves. We have to make that a priority every day. Things are so wild out there right now that if you're not doing some kind of practice, some kind of moment, whether it's journaling or meditation, I talk about this a lot on the podcast, but if you're not taking just a little bit of time each day to connect to that wisdom within you, that love within you, that is your power, you're going to have a much harder time dealing with the things that happen in your personal life and dealing with the things that are happening in our collective life. So give yourself that love and care and support that you need. There's already a lot going on. You don't need to put yourself in a position that makes it harder. Do the things that are actually going to make it sustainable for you. Even if it feels hard at first, trust me, it's totally worth it. So I'm really, really excited for this week's podcast. You know, this week we changed it up a bit and accepted, started accepting um, some written questions and we got a whole bunch. For now, I'm going to do one written question a week that I will read out loud. The rest of them will be the voicemails, but um, I hope that you enjoy it. I'm enjoying all of your questions. We're going to try to get to all of them eventually, so keep sending them in and let's get it started. Hey there, thank you for taking my call, my question. So, I find myself in a pattern of romantic significant others in my life often breaking up with me or otherwise leaving me because they feel they're not ready for the kind of relationship I have to offer or that I deserve something more. Um, These are a lot of the common things that they say. I've done so much work on co-dependence and self-love and wholehearted living and trying to grow and progress in my relationship with myself and with others, but I just keep hitting this wall with others, and at this point, I'm not really sure how I break free of it or how to move past it or, yeah, what do I do with it? I'm really happy to hear that you're actively working on your self-love and inner growth. That's wonderful. Relationships are like a branch on the tree of our inner journey, a pretty big branch, so I'm happy that you're aware it's all interconnected. There are two ways to view our relationships. One is from the perspective of our higher self and one is from the perspective of our egos. Our higher selves know that no one is better than us and we are no better than anyone else. Higher self sees relationships as teaching mechanisms to fully love and accept ourselves by seeing every person we meet as part of our healing. Higher self knows that there's no one person out there that will give us validation because we need no validation. We are whole just how we are and a loving relationship is two people supporting each other on the journey of their healing and the awareness of their wholeness. Our egos, on the other hand, view the world and relationships as a competition where we're constantly looking for people that will make us feel better about ourselves because we don't feel good enough on our own. We need the job, the money, the looks, the car, the perfect partner, all of this as quote unquote proof of our worthiness. And when we approach relationships from this perspective and choose partners based on needing to fulfill an unconscious lack within ourselves, 
The relationship only lasts as long as the ego boost lasts. Once the ego boost loses its luster, we will either need our partners to change to become more fulfilling to us, or we become deeply insecure within the relationship, having revealed the wounds that were always there. And then when the relationship ends, we think there must be something wrong with us, or there must be something wrong with our partners. We don't see how this experience is the result of living in the illusion of our egos that there is a hierarchy of human worth. So we keep dating, still trying to find more ego boosts, masquerading as potential partners. I get the sense that you are somewhere in the middle of these two perspectives, like most of us. You know, some of the time we're grounded in our worth and our higher self, and some of the times we're more controlled by our egos. So the moment you feel rejected in some way, it's really easy for you to go back to that fearful ego self that uses these breakups as proof you must be doing something wrong or not good enough for the relationship that you really want. And because you're ping-ponging back and forth from one perspective to the next, you aren't always grounded in what your higher self wants for you. Your higher self wants you to be surrounded with people who are on their own path of healing and inner growth. People that share your awareness of what's really important and who value compassion and generosity and kindness and see every experience in their life as part of their own awakening. That's who you're most compatible with because that's who you truly are. And the more grounded you are in your higher self, the more you will see other people's higher selves and you will feel naturally drawn to that energy. When you say you're hitting a wall, I want you to realize that the only wall that exists is the limit of where your ego can take you. Your ego is imprisoning you to see every breakup as a limit rather than a door opening. There is no limitation for you because love has no limits. It just changes its form. And when you're seeing through the eyes of your higher self, you will feel that love at all times, whether you're with a partner or not. The key to finding the joy of who you are and really experiencing your vastness is to break free from the mind control of your ego. And you're already on that path. You're already doing that work. Today is a new day. I promise you will find everything that you're looking for. The key is to look for what will best serve your higher self. That guidance will get you to the place that feels right in your heart. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hey Bunny, so I have a question that is involves, um, I guess, body image and body modification. Uh, so about a year ago, I got a um, breast augmentation and I'm 
a very slender person naturally. Um, I was very flat chested and the reason why I decided I wanted to get this surgery done at the age of 28 um, was because I never liked my chest. Um, I'm, I'm very skinny and you could always see the bones, I guess, on my chest, like my sternum and my ribs. And I just thought that if I had a little bit more like fullness or softness to it, that it would kind of mitigate that problem that I always had with myself ever since I was very young. So when I went to the surgeon, long story short, I told them that I didn't want big breasts. I just wanted more fullness in the, in the top so that it would hide the bones. And I repeated this to all of the staff that were part of my surgery. I showed pictures of women who I wanted to, cause they want you to give examples of kind of what you're looking for. And I, the day of surgery, I also showed these pictures again and just reiterated the fact that I, I was more afraid of waking up with my breasts being too large than I was with them being too small. Because they say that usually the biggest regret when people get their um, breasts augmented is that they wish they had gone bigger. But I'm kind of in the minority there because I wanted them to still be small. So, um, I woke up and my breasts were way too big. Um, I had told them not to go over a specific size and they did. I didn't look anything like the photos that I showed them. I looked way bigger than the pictures of the women that I showed to them. Um, so I gave it a full year just to see how I would feel afterwards because that was the advice that I had received. And at this point, it's been over a year and I am still not liking the way that I look still. Um, I kind of just traded one problem in for another problem. And I don't know what to do at this point. I can't undo what I've done. I can't just go and take them out because the implants stretched out my skin so much that if I were to just take the implants out, I would be left with like saggy skin, like stretched out saggy skin on my chest, basically. Um, so I made an appointment for March to just talk about uh, getting the implants switched out for smaller ones. It's going to be a lot of money that I don't really have. And I just have so much anxiety about it. I, I don't really know what to do. I'm just going to have a conversation with them at this point and just see what, what they say and how much it'll cost. But my question is basically like, should I just learn to love myself and live with myself the way I am now and just go on with my life, just um, dealing with the mistake that I made? Or do you think that I should try to pursue having another surgery? Um, or not do you think, but like, 
I guess, what does the higher self say? I can't really find the answer. Um, actually, it's so funny because I was thinking about asking you this question, and I realized that when I was sitting in the office of this surgeon's um, place, like in the waiting room, I was actually um, um, signing up to your Kickstarter, and I just wish I had listened to more of this podcast before I ever even had the surgery in the first place, I think that I could have found a way to love myself and love my body just the way that I was. Um, I kind of want this question to also be a warning to people who are thinking about um, things in their body that they don't love about themselves, like just really think think a lot about it and make sure that it's going to truly improve your life. I'm not against plastic surgery, obviously, especially for people who have like deformities or um, things that have happened to them that they want to fix to make themselves look like the way they used to or anything. Anything is fine. Like even if you're wanting to get um, something new, like how I did, but just make sure to think about it really, really strongly because this has been such an issue for me and such a heartbreak for me. So any insight that you might have for me, um, Bunny, uh, I would appreciate it with all my heart. Just want to tell everybody who's listening, thank you for listening. You are so beautiful and perfect and lovely just the way that you are. And I love you all so much. And thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for sharing and for your vulnerability. I want to repeat to you what you said to all the listeners here. You are so beautiful and perfect and lovely just the way you are right now. You are. I'm sorry that your surgeon and the nurses did not respect your needs and listen to what you actually wanted. That shouldn't have happened. And you have every right to be angry and upset about that. This actually happens a lot, and there's so much bias and sexism in the medical industry and the healthcare system. A lot of time, doctors just don't listen to women advocating for themselves. A lot of times, women just aren't believed. From the higher self perspective, you're not your body. Your body is the vehicle you've been given to serve your higher purpose here to bring more love to the world. But that doesn't mean your body is insignificant or doesn't matter to your purpose, not at all. Your body, like all other forms in this world, can either be used to awaken more love or to hinder it depending on how you use it. On one hand, we can see the lack in our bodies and that mirrors the lack we feel inside. Or on the other hand, we can see the blessings it gives to our life, the magic, the intelligence, the uniqueness, the strength, which mirrors the abundance we see in ourselves. But I want to say this really clearly. Just because we might want to change our bodies in their form, such as surgery or body modification, doesn't mean we don't love ourselves or appreciate our bodies. In other words, plastic surgery can be very healing when it enables us to feel more connected to our authentic selves. How we present ourselves to the world can be a vehicle to shining our light out in the world, whether that's through our gender presentation or simply displaying an aesthetic that we feel comfortable and beautiful in. 
There's nothing unspiritual about exploring our forms and experiencing the spectrum of possibility within those forms. Loving your body can be loving it enough to let it transform and evolve to becoming a reflection of your soul, sort of like changing your angel wings. That being said, making those choices from the awareness of higher self and knowing your wholeness inside is key because until you realize your light comes from within, no amount of body changes will get you there. It might help you on the level of form, it might be part of your roadmap, but it can't heal you in your inner life completely. That inner work and healing will still need to continue. In other words, it isn't the answer. And the sooner you realize that, the less you will use your body in service of your ego and get caught up in the conditioning of how our culture defines beauty. Maybe now you realize that when you first decided to get the breast augmentation, you weren't necessarily making that choice from the perspective of your higher self. That's possible. But I also want to remind you that you made that choice out of a desire to feel more comfortable with yourself, and that's nothing to be ashamed of. It doesn't mean you were weak. It just means you wanted to try something new, and that takes courage and is admirable. It's not so black and white. We are influenced by our egos and our spirit, and trying to fully dissect your mindset at the time now won't necessarily help you move forward. Every experience that we have is part of our awakening. You wanted to love your body for what it was then, and that's still the lesson now. Just because your body has changed doesn't mean your healing isn't the same. In some ways, you've been given another chance to accept yourself by knowing your light comes from within, and nothing about your form can hinder that light from shining in the world. How you see yourself, how you love yourself, how kind you are to yourself is not determined by your shape. Even if you did get another surgery and found exactly the size you were looking for, the same issue could resurface further on down the road as you age and your body changes in other ways. So this is an opportunity to be empowered in your choices like no other time before. Ultimately, it doesn't really matter if you decide to get another surgery or not if you aren't going to stop being self-critical, whether that's about your body or your past choices. If changing them and getting another surgery will help you be kinder to yourself, then I'm all for it. But remember, being kinder, more compassionate, and less judgmental is the goal. You put it perfectly. You are so beautiful and perfect and lovely just the way you are. Don't forget it. Hi, Bunny. I hope you're being extra kind to yourself today, and thank you for listening to my question. So I am non-binary. And lately I've been feeling quite low and angry at cisnormativity, which I know is understandable, but I feel as if it's draining me quite a bit. And I wondered if you had any tips to be patient with others as well as myself, and understanding and allowing myself to be more in a state of love, instead of this low hatred for the society we live in and the ignorance within it. So yeah, just any tips for being non-binary in a binary system would be much appreciated. Thank you so much, Bunny. Sending many blessings and love. It's totally understandable that you get angry, and I don't want you to judge your own feelings too harshly because the more you identify with them, the harder they will be to let go of. 
When we talk about the binary, most of the time our minds go towards gender, but there are a lot of other ways binary thinking has influenced our conditioning. And when we judge other people, we normally put them into a group of good or bad, right or wrong, liberal or conservative, etc., etc., And so we ourselves, even as people who are actively dismantling binaries in our own life, can get caught up in them in different ways that we least expect. Higher self sees all people in a different place in the journey to healing. You could call it a spectrum. We're all wounded and our wounds are manifesting in different ways in our life. That's why compassion on a very practical level has so many benefits to living a more peaceful life. Compassion gives you the vision to see that we all have a deep fear that we're unworthy of love, and that fear plays out in various ways. People that are hateful and transphobic and homophobic are projecting their own unconscious fears by making themselves somehow more worthy than other people. And in that way, they're protecting their own egos from feeling less than. The more centered you are in your higher self, the less likely their behavior will convince you to see the world like they do. That some people are better or more worthy than others. Some are good and some are bad, i.e. the binary. You will simply want for them what you want for yourself. To fully awaken to your wholeness and heal the wounds that keep you from living a life of joy, abundance, and love. Nowadays, especially with so much chaos and violence and what seems to be an increase in divisiveness and danger, we have to prioritize connecting to spirit. I have always liked to think of spirit as non-binary because spirit is whole. Spirit is the one consciousness that connects us to every living thing. So if you make connecting to your higher self part of your daily routine, whether that's through journaling or meditation or prayer or whatever ritual speaks to you, your day will transform because you will more clearly understand what is worth giving your energy to. This really is the time to prioritize self-care. Self-care isn't a luxury. It is a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual need. That is how you will sustain your compassion so you can focus on your own healing path and not get distracted by those who want to throw you off out of their own lack of awareness and their own unconscious wounds that need to be healed. Just send them love. Just send them love and move on. Hi Bunny, this is Trin from Germany. I'm currently in a really loving and healthy relationship, but I still have trust issues, jealousy, and a massive amount of fear of loss. My partner is giving me no reason to feel that way, and I know that this comes from a place of hurt deep inside. I started working on that, and I'm honestly starting to handle my emotions better. Today was a bad day, and I wonder, will that ever go away, especially the jealousy? I hate that feeling, and I deeply know I can trust my partner, but I'm very insecure, and I have a hard time believing that such a beautiful relationship will last when I cannot stop these controlling feelings. All the best, Trine. 
When we are on the path of working on ourselves and seeing the patterns we have that we want to let go of, what happens often is that we think once we know better, we should automatically be able to be in total control and behave exactly how we want to behave. But changing patterns isn't that easy because there are patterns, meaning we have behaved in such a manner repeatedly, probably for years, most of it unconsciously. The more we beat ourselves up for not getting it right all the time, the more susceptible we are to making the same mistake again because jealousy and insecurity come from feelings of unworthiness. So the more self-critical you are, even if it's about wanting to do better, the more unworthy you will feel and you will behave from that fear. Remember, you develop these patterns out of necessity to protect yourself probably from some trauma from your childhood or an abandonment or lack of care that made you deeply fearful of being abandoned by your partner. Your wounds are not your fault, nor is the fact that you aren't completely healed. I'm sure your partner has their own wounds that come to the surface by different triggers. It might not come out as jealousy, but we all need healing in our own way. If you keep trying to fight your wounds, you will only end up more wounded. It's like getting mad at having a bruise on your arm so you hit the bruise and only end up with a bigger bruise. The key is to love your wounds, to accept them for what they are, and be compassionate towards them. Jealousy is very common, especially in a culture that teaches us we have to compete for love and prove that we're better than other people in order to get what we want. All of that is an illusion. The truth is everyone is deserving of love and there is more than enough love to go around. In fact, you are love. You are your higher self, the manifestation of love and all you need to do when you feel unloved is to go within and remind yourself of who you really are. This relationship is truly a blessing because the love you have for your partner and the love your partner has for you is showing you your wounds and how much you deserve to no longer be imprisoned by them. You are safe. No one is trying to hurt you. No one is out to get you. The key is to try to put some space between your feelings and how you react to those feelings. It's okay if you feel jealous from time to time. It's normal. You're working on it. The next time you feel those jealous feelings, can you take three deep breaths before you do anything about it? Could you journal about your feelings rather than immediately telling your partner or accusing them of being untrustworthy? The more space you have around them, you'll be able to behave in a way that you actually want to behave rather than what your fear wants you to do in the moment. I used to have a lot of struggles around jealousy and I know how painful it is and how scary it feels and how you can really feel ashamed of yourself afterwards and embarrassed. But trust me, there's nothing to be ashamed of. And the more you accept and love who you are, wounds and all, the less you will feel jealous. I promise you, you will get over this with time. Be patient and believe in yourself. Well, that wraps it up for this week. I had a really wonderful time answering these questions. I learned a lot. I hope you did too. I'm sending you lots of love and hugs and kisses this week. I hope you're going to be checking in with yourself, checking in with your higher self, asking your higher self for guidance, making that part of your repertoire, 
your daily routine, I promise you will make all the difference in how you handle, how you react, how you plan, and how you create the life that you really want to have. So have a beautiful week. I love you. And so does your higher self. See you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 